0: Hey there and welcome to our East Coast Church podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church and who we are, head to our website eastcoast.org.au. From wherever you are listening right now, we hope that the content in this podcast blesses you. Well, welcome back to our last installment of our three-part series with Pastor Vicki Simpson. And I know that I've this has been good for my soul.
1: To have the day
0: with you. Yes, mine too. (laughs) It's been nice. It's been so, yeah, so good. And I just know that everyone who's listening will be blessed at whatever Uh, time or context that they're listening. I love that the Spirit of God Mm. transcends space and time and just that we can have a word in season, even a pre-recorded word.
1: Yes, in uh, season. season.
0: I think it's very significant. Um, we're just going to jump on the back of the last couple of weeks that we've been talking and continue to really mm. speak into what God's doing in people's hearts and yeah. in their lives at this yeah. time. And I wanted, Vicky, share, you shared a word with me that God spoke to you, I think you were saying in January, a picture that you had. Uh, would yeah. you be able to share that?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was getting ready to speak um, actually at a leadership um, event and I, I got this picture of a bodybuilder mm. and this bodybuilder was doing all the bodybuilder stuff like he was flexing his muscles looking looking at himself in a mirror mm. and being really impressed with himself and he had big biceps and you know big delts and but then as I looked at him in full length I kind of noticed that he was all out of proportion he was out mm. of balance he had skinny legs he actually had a skinny neck he um you know, even though he had, you know, some nice muscles, the fact was he looked a bit weird. Mm. And I felt the Lord say to me, Vicky, it's my body. My church has been concentrating on building certain muscles, have been building. Uh, my husband actually calls them the showy, offy muscles. Yeah. But I felt the Lord say that certain areas of, of the body have been developed and have been affirmed have been focused on. At the expense of others. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, is that not only does it look silly, but it's not, it's not actually great in terms of function. Yeah. And actually at the, at the time I'd started doing Pilates and my Pilates instructor was you know, teaching me about functional training and functional, you know, like training for function as opposed to training for image. Yes. Because, you know, I just wanted to get toned and lose weight. Yeah. And she said, you know what, really your priority should be um, to to get strong, get your core strong. Mm. You know, there's other muscles. Let's, let's face it, the pelvic floor isn't actually what we would call a very showy-offy muscle. No, but
0: so so
1: pivotal. <laughs> so pivotal. Yeah. So actually, just, I'm just going to do an aside on that. Yes. Because the Lord said to me, back in relation to this, Mm-hmm. One of the words the Lord gave me was pivots. Yeah. Pivots. And because all of this, right, it, it's a it's a series of pivots. And a pivot is the central idea around which everything else rotates. Or so it's a central point around mm. everything else rotates. And I felt the Lord say that we were going to be reconsidering our pivots. Mm. Reconsidering our pivots. So the central ideas, our paradigms, each one of these represented a paradigm. So I've just gone back to the earlier Maybe ones, cube. but yeah. um, they just reminded me. And, and so so in the area of training, um, perhaps the pivot, the idea, the paradigm has been that we build certain parts of the body because they're important. We place mm. more value mm. on some of those more prominent parts than on something like core muscles, which are invisible. Yeah. yeah parts of the body, and 1 Corinthians 12 comes to mind where, you know, Paul was talking about the importance of the whole body. He said, how stupid would we look if we were all just one mouth, one eye? Yeah. And I feel that, um, that, that the Lord was just alerting us through that vision that there were parts of the body that were really important to the function of the body. And they'd been overlooked. They'd mm. been neglected. And I believe in this season that we're going to start to see and be, be more aware of, oh, yeah, we've neglected that part of the body. We haven't trained them. We haven't equipped them. Um, we haven't valued them. Yeah. Um, I would say, overall, that that the church in Australia has some of the biggest leadership biceps in the world. Mm. Um, honestly, the, the training, there's hardly a week that, that, that passes that, that there ha- isn't some sort of leadership conference, leadership training. I mean, even you know, staff meetings, real focus on the leadership gift. But I believe now we need to bring other gifts yeah. into play, that we are trained and strong for function as opposed to image.
0: Yeah, In appearance, time. big
1: time, yeah. And
0: I can relate to that because for me, having a Pilates background, because I've had a weak back. Oh, okay. And if... Whenever my core is strong, then my whole body right. is strong. There you but go. But if I have that weak core, then I, I can sense a weakness and then yeah. I can just relate that to And does that then trigger pain? It triggers pain. It, it reduces function, my ability to just do normal things Flexibility, well. Flexibility. Flexibility, huge. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I can relate to that within the church is if the, the muscles that need for us to function well, yeah. otherwise if we have weakness... yeah everything slows down. That's right. And I think at this time as the church being, feels a bit like we're scattered. Yes. But if, if people are being raised up to, really, for me, I've been thinking about the priesthood of the believer. Uh-huh. You know, people yeah. really functioning, you're pastoring their blocks. Yes. Connect groups that, are, that they're not just facilitators, but they're pastoring the people they're responsible for. If that's not strong then we're yes. weak as a body, as we, yeah. ha- we can't gather yeah. together at the moment yeah. um, as, a, as a gathering. Yeah. But yep. if those muscles are strong, when I heard you share that vision, I thought, yeah, and we've had a focus as a church on that, but it's been tricky at mm. times to mm. mobilise and it's almost a discipline because the Sunday is the sh- is, can often be the showy muscles where you think it's all yeah. about Sunday. yes. The harder work, and in my last 10 years of pastoring, the harder, the slower build has always been on the the small group side, gathering people together on a small group level, uh, raising up lay leadership. Those sort of things are harder, it's unseen, and it's a slow build. It is a slow build, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, the pops of colour that you see in the Rubik's Cube represents, like, the different gifts, Mm. the, the range, the, you know, the... It's, it's not just, you know, one gift, one calling. I, re- I really think we're going to see the resurgence of the fivefold ministry. Mm, amen. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Um, I mean, I would say as a prophet that the prophetic in Australia is probably one of those areas that's yeah. kind of been on the back burner. Yeah. You know, it's sort of, a, you know, it's, yeah, it's there, it's nice, cherry on the cake, but not actually part of the cake. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I think that that along with a lot of other gifts, um, you know, it's the, we're going to see how it all works together, and um, and the fivefold equipping the saints for the work of the mm. ministry, like when you said, the priesthood of the believer, um, everyone doing their share. Ephesians four: the body of Christ grows as every part does its share. That's the right. sad reality is a lot of people don't know what their share is. Yeah, especially if you think. Of ministry, it's just being confined to a Sunday platform. That's right. And they come and they sit and, you know, they attend. Okay, I'm doing my duty. Mm. You know, I'm supporting the vision. I give. Mm. But, but there are, the reality is there are a lot of um, Christians beyond that. They're not really sure how their bit can, is, is, is relevant and meaningful to the whole. Yeah. I think we're gonna get new paradigms and understandings and revelations as to how how the whole body fits and functions.
0: Yeah, big time and maybe just even in this season of us taking away that Sunday gathering oh. is just forcing everyone to rethink their Christianity. I, do, I, I
1: totally agree with redefine that.
0: Redefine their identity. Um in a good way, not in a bad way, but it'll just yeah. remind us why, yeah. like why, why I believe what I believe, why I gather. Yeah. You know, it's not just out of religion yeah. that I do it. I've got this personal relationship with God.
1: Do you know what? If we, uh, if there was a revival amongst uh, Christians who no longer gather, the Christians mm. who've left the church, and there are yeah. a lot of people for whatever reasons have left. The church, some would call it the institution mm. gathering, but they still believe we will not have room. Agreed. In the churches of Australia for the return
0: mm. of
1: all those people. Mm. Um, I actually think there is going to be a return of all those people, but they're going to be returning to something different. Yeah. And, um, and I believe there'll be people even listening to this podcast, who fall into that category. They totally 100% identify. And I want to really encourage those people, and they've not been bad people. No. We're not talking once upon a, upon a time, you'd assume people who left, they'd mm. backslidden. They'd mm. left things of God. But, but I know people who used to be in ministry Yeah, who aren't in church anymore. They've, mm. they've got hurt. They've got burnt. There's been disillusionment, whatever the case might be. I want to encourage them that God has not forgotten them. Mm. God has not condemned them. Jesus is still for them. And I see the big hug of God. Mm. I see the big hug of, of the Father re-embracing them. And I believe that in this season of the new wineskin, yeah. that it's going to actually, it's going to, what appears to be scattering right now, yeah. is actually the one of the paradoxes of God. Oh I spoke about the paradoxes of God with you just yeah. um, you know, it's off air, if you like. And that's one of the paradoxes. I feel like I've got a new message coming. It's like I can see all all this. But what appears to be a scattering is actually going to be an embracing and a return of people and a gathering, Mm. a regathering. There's so many res that are happening right now. Uh. It's like reset, reboot, recalibration, regathering, regathering of the people who have been on the outskirts or totally disconnected. It's quite exciting. It is exciting. Yeah.
0: It is exciting. Yeah, I, can, it is exciting.
1: Yeah, I can see what God's going to do in the midst of what of what's happening right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you if we're finding ourselves at home more, just even having a bit more space to be with God. And I've been yeah. really thinking about people that want to grow and I thought, well yeah. I have you here, Vicky, you know, in the prophetic. And in our church, yes. we have many people that operate in the prophetic yep. and I think for those that are listening and I did some mentoring with you which I loved and you just like pushed me out beyond where I was operating, yes. you know, into a new space and for people that are wondering am I, how am, am I hearing from God at this time or how do I focus in to grow Yeah, yeah. in this season, what would be your advice to them? Well, I mean, I'd say to
1: everyone, whether they consider them themselves prophetic or not, yeah. that um, this is a time to grow. Mm-hmm. We can. I think we're in danger of becoming corona centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and we've got this idea that life's on hold, while you know all this uh, you know chaos is has has erupted, and 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 then when it's all over, then we'll take the put put the whole button off and get on with business. But but I want to encourage people to be be considering, you know, this is a time of growth that redeem the time. Mm. Ephesians 5, 16, redeeming the times for the days of evil. We can redeem these times. We can put it to good use. We can believe that God's got a purpose. In actual fact that word time in that scripture, Kairos, Kairos means it means a a season, a, a mm. purposeful, intentional uh, season it's, it's uh, and th- and th- that's in the midst of evil redeeming the times for the days of evil and so I would encourage everyone now for the prophetic people um, look you know are you hearing from God in times like this first I'd say record it write it down whatever you're hearing whatever you're receiving write those things down record them what is really important when it comes to discernment is that we have the mind of Christ not me we so discernment always takes place in community. Yeah, First Corinthians fourteen, I think it's twenty nine. Let the prophets speak two or three. Let the others judge. So we learn what's God and what is not. Um, firstly, in the context of community and of others and of other voices. And um, no, no person, no, no matter how gifted they are, ever, ever gets it a hundred percent right. Mm. Only. Jesus is the only one who is all-knowing. Um, we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so it's, it's important to be having conversations. Be, be following other prophetic people online, the ones that you resonate with and listening to those prophetic voices. What are they saying? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Listening to what they're saying. Um, look, the prophetic gift is first and foremost grown in the place of prayer. Mm. Right? Seems like such a public thing because prophecy, by definition, is for others. It is yeah. God speaking to um, people through people. Yeah. But it is actually nurtured in the secret place. Mm. That place of prayer. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep, it comes, it's birthed out of relationship. Mm. It's not just a gift. It's not just it's by no means a reward for good behavior. Some yes, people think it's right. like, you know, it's for the you know the super spiritual. Mm. So, personal relationship with God, the Word of God, the Word of God is really important because what we bring is a word, small w, from the Word. Yeah. Um, and uh, and 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 lastly, when you have opportunity to use it, use it. Like, you know, any any gift, any muscle, yeah, is built through use. Yeah. If we then have gifts differing to one another, mm. Paul said, let us use them. And one of them was prophecy. If prophecy, prophesy according to your faith. And there is a way to do that, mm. you know, a way to do that, especially in the 21st century. Let's be real. Let's be down to earth. I always, in spite of my experience and the fact that, you know, I have um, I have recognition as you know, a prophet, I, I still use language like I feel to say. Yeah. I don't, yeah, verily thus say, Lord, I have a word from God for you. Mm. I, I can't say I feel on my heart. Let other people then discern if it's God or not. Yeah. It's just a really safe way because when you start saying God has told me, mm. if you have happened to miss the mark, you can just leave people with baggage they, don't have to, they shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. So I encourage people. Write out things. Write out if you've got a word of encouragement. Keep it encouraging. Mm. EEC, edification, exhortation, comfort, build up, cheer up, stir up. Um, and in, in your small groups, those you already have relationship with, yeah. who know you, who know you. How, if you have a word for someone you don't know, run it past someone you do know. Yeah. But keep it within, you know, that's the safety of those boundaries because people are going to be needing some comfort and encouragement. So people are going to be needing the, you know, the, the word of the Lord, the prophetic word that's of the right. Lord. right, yeah. Run it past your leaders and then be prepared. And if, if you're correct it you know what, like learn from it. Yeah. Take it on the chin. Humility is really important in the prophetic gift. Mm. You've got to die. Any person who's called with a prophetic call has got to die both to the need to speak mm. and to the need to be heard. You cannot have ego attached to this. You cannot have your identity and your self-worth attached mm. to any gift, let alone the prophetic gift. And so I'd encourage everyone today, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. Mm. We all hear God's voice. It's just the prophetic gift. It's, it's, it's that just God does something different. I say to people, it's actually not so much what I say. It's what God does with what I say. Yeah. And anyone called, especially to the, um, the Ephesians four eleven, gift of the prophet, you know, I, I say we're like spiritual pseudofet. God uses us to clear the airwaves. So people can hear more clearly. Yeah. It's not actually about what, what we hear. It's empowering other people to hear. That's how, that's how the prophetic anointing mm. works. It, yes, we bring words, but it's also what God does with our words to shift and to change and to break through. Um, the 1 Corinthians 12 gift of prophecy it has a different function, to edify, encourage, comfort, and... Uh, some people who are listening, I'm just seeing some people, and you're kind of like a tadpole. You've been operating in 1 Corinthians 12. And, and yes, you do have an Ephesians 4.11 core, and you're kind of in that metamorphosis stage. You're in the transformation stage to become. It's like, you know, you have tadpoles that are half frog, yeah. half tadpoles. Some people are like that. Look, be in communication with your pastors. Mm. Be in communication with your leaders. Um, just know your boundaries. Know what you're empowered to do. Because mm. there came a time for me, after 10 years of 1 Corinthians 12, that, that calling was identified. I was at a season of training. I was then released and a, a, and and, um, and and ordained, if you like, in that office, uh, but it didn't come overnight. Yeah. And so, just for someone, someone who's listening right now, I'm hearing the Lord say, just be patient. Mm. Just be patient. Let patience have its perfect work. That you would be perfect and entire, lacking in nothing. And. Um, And you're going to find that what you've been waiting for for a long time is actually going to come about suddenly. So I hope that helps.
0: Yeah, I love that. I've actually – we have a lady it's a part of our core team – and she's, I think writing it down is so important. And she's written words down and had them dated. And some of them I've just received this week from 2016. Oh, hell, wow. But it's that have confirmed, you know, a dream that I had last yeah. year. Wow. And I think when you write things down and you date them, yep. and she's really learned in her journey, she said, God's taught her how to sit on things.
1: Yes. And that's been
0: hard, you know, and I can imagine. And that's That's, a discipline. It is. Even my own temperament is to blurt out, like God says, and I just want to. Yeah,
1: there's a time for everything, time for season for everything. Yeah.
0: And I felt God say to me in this season particularly, I'm going to say things to you that are just for you. Yes. And it's knowing what's for me and what's for others as well. Yeah, and and that can be you know, a discipline.
1: But I use I use something I call the bow and arrow technique mm. for that. Because that's the same. I mean, I'm still a sh- I'm a sheep, you know. I don't come before God as his prophet. I come before the church as his prophet, mm. but i am come before God as I'm like everyone else. I'm I'm his daughter, I'm that's I'm a sh- sheep yeah. before the shepherd. And uh when he says things to me personally, there's some things that are clearly for me, but then they're like you said, is this is just for me, this is for others. Is this to be said or is this not to be said? Mm. Even if I'm picking up something as I'm prophesying over someone, is this meant to be shared publicly? Is and I use I call it the bow and arrow technique. It's like I pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. If I have a doubt, and and some of those things just fall to the ground. I don't mm. actually share them. But some there's a tension, and I just have to take the step of faith and let it go. Having said that, there are still ways of saying things. So I do not oh, I do not subscribe yes. to being. You know, judgmental and mm. condemning, mm. and I'm the New Testament prophet is not there to speak judgment. Jesus took all, all the judgment; he, he paid all he paid the price for everyone's sins. Where, and he will, he does, he's he convicts people of their sins by kindness. Yes, holy. So, um, just diverging a little bit there, but must be for someone. People too often equate the New Testament prophet with the old. Agreed, and they're, they're different. Different animals. Yes. Um, Just like you said, the the priesthood. Mm. Now we're we're all prophetic. We all can prophesy. In the Old Testament, there were priests and prophets. Yeah. But they actually got replaced by the church. When Mm. Jesus died, could we have those gifts in the church?
0: That's right.
1: Uh, so what was the question? I've forgotten the original question. I've gone way off on a no, on a tangent. Like you're saying, what to know, what to speak, what not yeah, to speak. Yeah, so, and
0: just that God will teach you that. Teach you know, that you'll just seasons, yeah, and just, just knowing.
1: Uh, no, I don't have peace. Well, Let peace be I your umpire. Well, I think rumpur. what you've
0: said was just patience, um, humility is massive, and just yeah. thinking. Oh, if I feel this is really from God, but do I sit pray into it? interceding, you know, on behalf yeah, yes. of the church. Sometimes
1: God reveals a thing to be prayed for. Yes. That's a really good point. And when in doubt, when in doubt, don't.
0: Yeah. Don't speak, pray. Pray. That's right. And that can be very powerful. And not even having the recognition. Heaven knows. Yeah. Heaven knows that you've been praying and seeing a breakthrough.
1: And can I say, you said about writing it down. You know, some people got, oh, I can't write. A voice memo.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: you know. Use one of these things yeah. or, you know, there's ways. Mm. There's ways to record it, to capture it.
0: Yeah, so good. But I just, yeah, I really pray and believe that the voice of the prophetic will rise in this season and oh, grow. Oh, yeah, I
1: believe it will, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vicky. It's been Thanks, Lou. Thanks a pleasure for having, having, having me. You. And if you missed out on the first two, go back and listen. You will be blessed. Yeah. Bless you guys. Had a great
1: time. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media and follow this playlist to stay tuned on what's coming up.